Also, also correct. It's, I mean, it's fair enough. I guess. Oh, I'm going to take a drink. You go, girl. Should I drink the scotch or the other thing? What's the other thing? Is that just pumpkin and vodka? It's whipped cream vodka. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Literally Literary. With us, as always, is Jean-Paul. Mr. Jean Vaugh. I am Joey Bonnier, and here he is. He's got a secret, but I ain't prying. Sean O'Brien. You you like to repeat them a lot. I know. It's because I don't really have many in my bank. Oh. Do you, do you have a bank? <laughs> in my brain. Bank. Oh. Well, then, okay. Well, then why don't you use the ones? So, like, presumably you know the ones that are in there already that you haven't used. Couldn't think of a new one, Sean O'Brien. Then you don't have a bank. <laughs> well, I have a bank of he old does. ones. His, what is, his, how his is account this? is just in default. <laughs> <laughs> you have an account. It's just you don't have anything in it. I have an outstanding debt. <laughs> there you go. Got it. So you owe us. You do owe us a lot now at this point. He's in the red. Fair enough. Um, hi, guys. Hi. How is everybody? Yeah. Meh. Okay. LA is burning down. LA is burning. Yeah. LA burning down. It Los might Angeles. already be burned down by the time you people hear that. It might, yeah, we, might, we might have to stop this as. But we might be while recording. By then, so it doesn't really matter. I don't think that'll happen. No. I don't know. It's always Man. a possibility. What well, happened to yeah, the purge? We didn't get purged. No, we didn't get purged. Not yet. No. Oh, the, the Antifa thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah was yeah, that yeah. November the 4th? Remember, remember. remember. The 4th of November. <laughs> <laughs> I should get you a t shirt that says, I survived the purge. Nice. <laughs> I'll find one. We should just make that the uh, Paula Tinkering shirts. It's always applicable <laughs> for Sean either way. <laughs> That's true. The purge is right around the corner. It's um, always a new purge. But yeah, this is this will this will come out on the tenth. So we're still in December. Yeah, look last, at you doing math over last there. Last time we were okay. <laughs> I was looking at the calendar. Yeah, I don't know if that accounts. Counting is math. Okay, according um, to my students. So I've got I've got three more Christmas things for you guys. Now this will be fun. Hmm. Right? What will it? Mm, yeah. We had the 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 Bible, the Holly Christmas Bible. is so much fun. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle uh, bells. I think someone owns that. We can't do that. I didn't someone owns it. jingle bells. Don't they? Someone's got to. Yeah. Al Franken. Yep. Santa. That's good. I just drank the 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 pumpkin cream one. Pumpkin bullshit. Mm. Anyway, I have books. Yep. <laughs> um, I have I have my Kindle. On which, Ooh. on which are several things, fancy, way. including a paper towel. The paper towel that stops it from being unpleasant to the to the touch. <laughs> so weird. Um, it's so weird. It is. I you know I get it. I know, <laughs> but it is what it is, guys. Okay. It's kind of um, dirty. <laughs> I, I actually left off where we left off for a Christmas Carol. Uh, um, that was a Christmas story. No Christmas Carol. Yeah, it was you, a good no, call. Oh, that was the last. Was a good callback yeah. from yeah, last very, week. Very good. It's good. Um, <laughs> I remember things. <laughs> On here, I do have The Great Gatsby, by the way. Fuck. By Scott Fitzgerald, sorry. And, Wait. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, what else do I have on here that's vaguely Christmas? I actually have A Secret History by Donna Tartt, which could theoretically... Wait, I feel like there's you only have your Kindle? No, no I, have, I, have a bun- I have books. Yeah, I I'm thought we did real books. This I'm just is literally literary, and you're trying to fucking devolve into this goddamn digital bullshit. I also have My the design. I also on here have which some I, fucking respect for a goddamn whew, author. I'm gonna put them on the table very forcefully in a second. But yeah, it's when a fine. director designs a movie, they design the movie for the big screen. They don't want you watching a goddamn iPhone. They're t- t- trust me, authors <laughs> are fine with you reading on a Kindle. 
Uh, <laughs> I speak for authors. <laughs> um, the words ain't the right size. Over the last three days, I, this isn't really a Christmas story, but it's very mm. applicable to now. I just read The Disaster Artist, which is in theaters now. I you, you loved that book, and I you read the book. Too? I also listened to the audio book. Okay, you Twice. should. You should. Yeah, I did both. Nice. The audio book is unbelievable. His impression of Tommy Wiseau is wonderful. Who read the audio book? Greg Sestero. Oh, nice. Okay, that's Wait, awesome. Actually. Is this a script or no? The novel. It's based the the novel. What came in 2012? Well, I guess. Uh, oh, there was like a, a behind the scenes book. Yeah, it that's was the, the making weird. of the room, and then gotcha. there was the movie, which I just saw last night. Mm. Um. Anyway, I I also have a V by Thomas Pynchon. Hmm. I have Dubliners by James Joyce. Jesus Christ! Are the the dead? Okay. Is this all the fucking leftovers again? It's, is that, is that what you think? Stories. I, okay. The dead. It's a Christmas Oof. story. Can it's you not story. complain for five minutes, Sean? No. Yeah, he really can. What That's else okay. am I going to do? Um, <laughs> as of, uh, the classic mysteries of Sherlock Holmes, in which I believe is a Christmas story. Um, I'll have to remember when I look at the titles. But there's a movie coming out called Sherlock Gnomes. I, was, I don't know what to say to that. That's a real thing? That's a real thing. Wow. I have uh, Walden and Civil Disobedience by Henry David Thoreau, and I was, I don't know, there's a December He's a good part man in there. Thoreau. I have Tinkers. I don't have Tinkers. Tinkers? I also have The Great Gatsby by Asking. Is that a Paul oh, Tinkering thing? That. Um, that's it. Yeah. I have Infinite Jest, and then Inside is also oh, like another, another a poem I wrote a, long, oh a while God. back, like a November thing. A long Why poem. is it in Infinite Jest? Why is it in there? Why is the poem in in? in- <laughs> In it's, it's just folded up. It's a piece of paper, and so it wasn't like loose in my bag. Wow, it's just okay. a thing I it's, had. Don't worry. That's his trapper keeper. I just I was adding books, so I didn't have this sparse a, thing. You were going to yell at me. It's a Lisa Frank. Mm. Even trapper though it's a bigger keeper. thing, but you're not going to be able to see what's inside the Kindle. But no. remember, although I did leave off on a Christmas Carol from last year, so I have exactly bookmarked where we are there. If you want to read a Christmas Carol, which of course I could do on Christmas. Shouldn't we do that on Christmas? Yeah. Sorry. So then yeah. tune into that in Jesus two more Christ. episodes, I guess. What happened to Captain Planet? Well, I could just read oh The Dead God. for three episodes. I don't know what that means. It's a Christmas story. Just pick that up. That doesn't sound like a Christmas story. Do you want to know what it's about? No. Okay. <laughs> it happens on Christmas. It's literally like Christmas Eve. Just which because is, something takes place on Christmas doesn't make it a Christmas story. What about Die, Die Hard? Hard is yeah. not a Christmas story. <laughs> sure it is. It's not a Christmas story. Eh. It, it, it qualifies loosely as a Christmas movie, but it is certainly not a Christmas story. We don't have time for this. Oh, my God. Pick a book, boys. Joey. I kind of want to hear- Don't leave it to him. You know what he's going to pick. Yeah, I'm going to pick the one you don't want. You better make your choice. I don't want any of them. Okay. I want Dubliners. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know you, you didn't know that he was who he was going to pick. No, I didn't. But that's what we just warned you. <laughs> you said you, you you warned me that he was going to pick the one that I didn't want. Right. That's I've already made want. it clear that there were like two others that I didn't want. Like, <laughs> there's not, I know, man. There's, it, there's no winning here. <laughs> uh, there can be, but is, uh, I, I don't know how long this will last. I guess we'll just start with this one for a while and, and we can either continue it next episode or we'll just go. Yeah. The Dead is actually a very long short story. Make um, it quick. That doesn't sell me I, I'm not trying to sell you I'm about to read it either way <laughs> oh the dead I've been crying about this for so long yay thanks Joey Sorry. thanks no. Joey you're welcome I'm gonna take a drink of Scott. oh my god just it should be whiskey I wish I had whiskey though do you have any you, questions you always choose wrongly yeah. he chose how come we have questions we know nothing my question is everything my question is why haven't you been to Ireland yet I've been to Ireland yeah. Yeah. 
I thought we went over this. You said you haven't been there. I haven't been to Dublin, but I've been to Ireland. You went to Ireland, but not Dublin? I was a kid. I was 12. I didn't really have any control over where we went. And plus, mm. I think it was during the whole IRA stuff, so it was mm. actually kind of dangerous. Um, when white people were terrorists? Yes. So if you remember, well, no, you won't remember. This is a callback to the future. I'm going to explain the structure of Dubliners in a few, ep- in, in literally like in five months or in five weeks when we read A Little Cloud. Tune in, people. Um, but the structure of it uh, is there's, there's stories of childhood, adolescence, maturity, and public life. Um, and and it, the, break, the breakdown of it is like A, B, B, A. So there's three stories of childhood, four stories of adolescence, four stories of maturity, and, four, and three stories of public life. Then finally, at the end of this, um, is, is a standalone story, which is called The Dead, which many herald. I'm not going to say, because Sean will yell. Mm-hmm. The greatest short story in the history of the English language. It's the world's longest short story. The funny part is I don't, I, I, I still don't think I get it. <laughs> like I get it, but I, I don't know. I if don't you get don't it. get it, we definitely don't yeah, get it. Yeah, I don't understand shit. I, well, no, I mean, I understand what happens. I just don't get why it is. the. I mean, I guess I do. Anyway, it's fine. Oh my God. The dead. Lily, the caretaker's daughter, was literally run off her feet. Hardly had she bought one gentleman into the little pantry, sorry, brought one gentleman in the little pantry behind the office on the ground floor and helped him off with his overcoat than the wheezy hall door bell clanged again, and she had to scamper along the bare hallway to let in another guest. It was well for her she had to not, it was well for her she had to attend to the ladies also, but Miss Kate and Miss Julia had thought of that and had thought of that and converted the bathroom upstairs into a ladies' dressing room. Miss Kate and Miss Julia were there gossiping and laughing and fussing, walking after each other to the head of the stairs, peering down of the banisters and calling down to Lily to ask her who had come. It was always a great affair, the Mrs. Morgan's annual dance. Everybody who knew them came to it. Families of the mem- uh, members of the family, old friends of the family, the members of Julia's choir, any of Kate's pupils that were grown up enough, and even some of Mary Jane's pupils too. Never once had it fallen flat. For years and years, it had gone off in splendid style, as long as anyone could remember. Ever since Kate and Julia after the death of their brother Pat, had left the house in Stony Batter and taken Mary Jane, their only niece, to live with them in the dark, gaunt house on Usher's Island, the upper part of which they had rented from Mr. Fulham, the corn factor on the ground floor. The corn factor? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Is that a job? Uh, How does one factor corn? I don't know. Go ahead, Joey. I can actually check in in the back. Let me see if there's a there's notes on first new deals in corn. <laughs> there you so go. it's a corn monger. Makes sense. Sure. Oh, there's some there's some stuff in the back. Uh, so title, the the notes according to this Oxford edition I have the title of the dead, the dead set probably on the sixth of January, the twelfth day of Christmas. Boop. Oops. What? Spoiler alert. This is on. This isn't Christmas thing. Oh, whatever. It's after. Jesus Christ. I guess we could, just, we could just release this the following week. Sean hates me so much. I hate you too. Joey hates me. I'm sorry, Joey. You hate me too. <laughs> what am I, chop liver? <laughs> the dead set probably on the 6th of January, the 12th day of Christmas, the Feast of the Epiphany, the manifestation of the infant Christ to the Magi. On the title, uh, is Thomas More's Irish Melodies, the Oh Ye Dead. Yes. You mean like when they actually came and saw him and brought the frankincense and myrrh? Sure. Is that what, that that's weird? Yeah, I don't know. That's what Twelfth oh. Night's for. The, well, so it's like that, always, it's always a party. It's that crazy party. Is Twelfth Night? 
that that's the night that the guys actually showed up to the manger. When you say manifestation, it seems like that's like, you know, when he appeared in their dreams or some shit. Right. But like, you, it, it literally means when they showed up, right? The manifestation of the infant, infant Christ to the Magi. Right. That seems like, that sounds like yeah. it's a mirage, like it's a fucking dream. No, it can, well, no, a manifestation miracle. can be a real, like, you know, you can manifest something real. It doesn't have to be a mirage. Right. But me taking a trip down to the grocery store, I did not manifest the grocery store. No, I, you didn't. <laughs> that, oh, that, I see what you're saying. I'm sorry. Look it up, Joey. <laughs> no. Okay. That's unnecessary. Either way, uh, Thomas More, Irish Melodies, Oh Ye Dead. Uh, and then there's something from Thomas More. That's on. Oh Ye Dead, Oh Ye Dead, whom we know by the light you give from your, old, from your cold, gleaming eyes. Though you move like men who live, why leave you thus your graves in far-off fields and waves? Where the worm and the seabird only know your bed to haunt this spot where all those uh, to where all those eyes that wept your fall and the hearts that bewailed you like your own lie dead. It is true, it is true. We are shadows cold and wan. It is true, it is true, all the friends we loved are gone. But oh, thus even in death, so sweet is still the breath of the fields and the flowers of our youth, we wandered o'er that air commended. Air condemned, we go to freeze mid heckless snow. We would taste it a while and dream we live it and dream we live once. Uh, Mount Hecla is where, by legend, the ghosts of foreigners walk. It's Moore's poetical work. All right, so Lily. These are more notes. Uh, Lily is the flower symbolic of death, uh, but also of resurrection, associated as well with the archangel Gabriel, who announced to the Virgin Mary that she would give birth to Jesus, uh, according to Luke. One twenty-six through thirty-eight. One of Mary's conveniently read epithets, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm, Lily of the Valley. Uh, and then uh, line five. Is it that was, why we read that? God damn you! It was well for her. Says uh, it's a Hiberno <laughs> English bastard. idiom. It was it was just as well as that. And then, uh, line seven. The bathroom upstairs is a marker of the comfort of this upper middle class house. Stony Batter is the name of an area in Dublin after a street of the same name from the Anglicization of the Gaelic Bothar na Chlock. Road of the Stones. Excuse me. O'Hare. Is that Hebrew? Part of the No, it's Gaelic. Uh, I know. The, sorry. Part Jesus. of the thoroughfare that runs northwest from the center of Dublin. Usher's Island, also mentioned. Uh, uh, name of the K that runs between Victoria Bridge and Queen's Bridge in the South Bank of the Liffey. And why we did this in the first place. Coming out of Queen's Bridge. L- line 21, Corn Factor. It says C4714. So I guess I'll go to. C47? Yeah, it's a C4714 noun, and I'm not like, 100% sure what that means. I feel like it might either send it's us a close back farther. Bin. Yeah, it's just a close. Bin. We know. What? Just a close. We've been bin. on film sets. Fuck off. Oh, a C47. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. You got, I'm, I'm, I'm slow. Get tonight. your head out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. 47. So apparently it was also in a different story, of which I don't have the time to find. But this you is, seem to be finding it. It's right before a little cloud. Finding it well. No, I'm going to find what the, the, the explanation. Okay. Doing for, it. For, Doing uh, it. A corn merchant, one who buys buys from farmers and sells it to example merchants. We figured that out like 10 minutes ago, man. I thought it was This funny. is what you've been looking for? It was, Jesus, fuck. So it was also mentioned in the boarding house. No wonder no one listens to this show. I know. Everybody listens to this <laughs> I show. I know. What the fuck is wrong with you people? I know. Get a better <laughs> hobby, people. My little snowflakes, there will be reward at the very end of the story. You will all be mentioned, I promise. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wait, really? By Jesus? No. By, by Joyce. So, yes. 
Where am I? <laughs> Corn Factor. Oh, he had one job. That was a good 30 years ago, if it was a day. Marty, uh, Mary Jane, who was then a little girl in short clothes, yeah, was now the main prop of the household, for she had the organ in Haddington Road. I'm going to go down that road. <laughs> she had been through the academy and gave a pupil's concert every year in the upper room of the ancient concert rooms. Many of her pupils belonged to the better class families on the Kingstown and Dalkey line. Old as they were, her aunts also did their share. Julia, though, uh, Julia, though she was quite gray, was still in the leading soprano in Adam and Eve's. And Kate, being too feeble to go about much, gave music lessons to beginners to the old square piano in the back room. Lily, the caretaker's daughter, did housemaid's work for them. Though their life was modest, they believed in eating well, the best of everything. Diamond bone sirloins, three-shilling tea, and the best bottled stout. But Lily seldom made a mistake in the, uh, in the orders that she got. Uh, sorry. Seldom made a mistake in the orders that she got on well with the three mistresses. They were fussy. That was all. But the only thing they would not stand was back answers. They want front answers? May I have coffee? I, I desire coffee. Macaroni pictures? Do you want to go get coffee? Do you want to pause this and we'll get coffee? Or, oh Joey, God. do you want to go get coffee and I'll keep reading? I'll go get coffee. Thank you, Joey. Jesus Christ. Just put regular coffee in it. I'll keep it. Unless, Sean, do you want to go? Because I know you, you don't want to read. So oh either God. you're going to have you're gonna have to make fun of me as I go about Green this. That's all I do. Um, Do the powder bullshit, please. Some of the powder bullshit and some sugar, please. Thanks, man. Get your shit together, man. My shit's together. I was about to read. Do you want me to read the notes? That we just- oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, I think that might be a good way to go. I'll do the explanations. That way we don't. Proceed in the story. That way Joey doesn't miss a word. You're goddamn right, sir. Riveting bullshit. (laughs) Uh, So, according to what we had, uh, she had the organ in Haddington Road. Road. She held the position of church organist at St. Mary's Roman Catholic Church, known for its music in Haddington Road, just east and south of the Grand Canal in in, uh, prosperous southeast Dublin. Mentioned the Academy, which refers to the Royal Irish Academy of Music. See, 107, 1N. There's only one academy. Uh, 26, we have ancient concert rooms, also 107, 23. Uh, Kingstown and Dalkey Line. A rail line running from Donkey central line? Dublin to King- Dalkey, D-A-L-K-E-Y. Well, that makes less sense. The rail line run- It's a rail line running from central Dublin and Kingstown and on south town of Dalkey on the south coast of Dublin. Uh, for Kingstown, you can see page 30. Miss um, Sinco's Sydney Parade Station is on this line. Adam and Eve's. Which also comes back in um, Joyce's final work, uh, Finning His Wake, like one of the first lines. River run past Eve and Adams, from Swerve of Sure to Bend. Is this where we catch the train to Hogwarts? It's London. It's all the same. It's platform nine and three quarters, I think. Bunch of white people. Adam and Eve's. Aside from the obvious illusion, this is the popular name for the Catholic Church of St. Francis of Assisi on Merchant's Quay on the south bank of the Liffey, east of Usher's Island. It appears in the first time in Finnegan's Wake as Eve and Adams. See, I told you. Thank you, Mr. Boner. Oh, my God. Diamond bone sirloins, three shilling tea, exceptionally high class fare. Gabrielle. Gabrielle. What does that mean? That's the angel. In Hebrew. Drum roll, please. Really? It says it? Drum roll, please. (laughs) That's Just stop. Everybody stop. (laughs) Do you remember what you said? Yes. What did you say it was? Gever El, I think. So Uh like man of God. In Hebrew, man of God. Yeah. (laughs) The archangel. Thank you, Akiba Hebrew Academy. One of the seven seven angels of the highest rank announced not only to marry the birth of Christ, see note to title, 
but Zacharias, the birth of John the Baptist, Luke 1, 11 through 20. He also helped Daniel understand his visions. Dan, uh, 8 through 8, 16 and 9, 21. Joyce may well have taken the name from American author Brett Hart, uh, Harty. The hitman. Brett, the, yeah, totally. Hart Foundation. Oh, For yeah. the book within this library, Elman Consciousness, <laughs> blah, 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 gives a summary of uh, and quotes at length the novel's opening description of snow, which is the, blah, 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 I'm actually not going to give that away. Um, in Lestragonians, Bloom refers to Gabriel as still doing literary work for the Express. So he shows up in the clothing Ulysses. Store? The, the, that character shows up again in Ulysses. Fantastic. They all do. Did you guys say Assisi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I only he know that because of uh, St. Francis of Assisi. That's what he was talking about. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yep. It's in Italy. Oh, I should have warned you. This is French vanilla coffee. French vanilla bullshit. I smelled it as soon as I Sorry. Got. You're the one that complains about it. What's with the flavored coffee? It's, what? it's holiday. It's holiday I thought stuff. you were the one that liked the flavors. It's okay. Jesus Christ. Wow, the whole world is absolutely yeah. upside down. I'm like, it's Cats like- and dogs sleeping together. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's just close is up this living part. living together or is it sleeping together? It's dogs and cats living together. That is wrong on all accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Mass hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they had good reason to be fussy on such a night. And then it was long after 10 o'clock, and yet there was no sign of Gabriel and his wife. Besides, they were dreadfully afraid that Freddie Malins and us uh, might turn up screwed. That would not wish for worlds that of any Mary Jane's people should see him under the influence. And when, uh, when he was like that, it was sometimes very hard to manage him. Freddie Malins always came late, but they wondered what could be keeping Gabriel. And that was what brought them every two minutes to the banisters to ask Lily and Gabriel. Or asked Lily, had Gabriel or Freddie come? Oh, Miss Conroy, said Lily to Gabriel when, uh, sorry, oh, Mr. Conroy. Oh, Mr. Conroy, said Lily to Gabriel when she opened the door for him. Miss Kate and Julia thought you were never coming. Good night, uh, Mrs. Conroy. I'll engage they did, said Gabriel, but they, uh, but they forgot my wife has- My wife? (laughs) Here takes three mortal hours to dress herself. Mortal hours, sorry. I guess mortal hours can be interesting too. That's just not made three more hours. hours don't actually, like five hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'll engage they did say, Gabriel, but they forget that my wife here takes three mortal hours to dress herself. Should I do an Irish accent? Yeah. Okay. That's racist. He stood on the mat, scraping the, scraping the snow from, uh, scraping the snow from his galoshes, while Lily led his led his wife to the foot of the stairs and called out, "Miss Kate, here's Miss Conroy." Uh, Kate and Julia came toddling that didn't down. Sound Irish. Uh, uh, Kate and Julia came toddling down the, st- the dark stairs at once. Both of them kissed Gabriel's wife, and she must be perished alive, and asked, was Gabriel with her? Here I am, as right as the mail, Aunt Kate. Go on, follow up. I'll follow. Called out, Ga- oh, that's him, <laughs> sorry. Here I am, as right to the mail, Aunt Kate. I will follow him. Does Irish mean effeminate? Is yeah. that what you have to do? I'll follow. <laughs> I'll follow. Called out, I'll follow. Called out Gabriel from the dark. He continued scraping his feet vigorously while the three women went upstairs, laughing to the ladies' room. Everyone slurs with like about a fifth of whiskey in them. Or a so. light fringe mm. of snow or dentures lay, yeah, like that's a cape, true lay like a cape on the shoulders of his overcoat, and the toe caps on the toes of his glasses. Overcoat. And, and the buttons. Oh, and my the buttons, overcoat. And the buttons. Overcoat slipped with a squeaking noise through the snow sniffing's frise. Uh, frise. Freeze. I don't know. A cold, fragrant air from out of doors escaped from crevices and folds. Is it snowing again, Mr. Conroy? Asked Lily. She had preceded him into the pantry to help him off with his overcoat. Gabriel smiled at the three syllables uh, she had given his surname and glanced at her. Gabriel. (laughs) 
Uh, she was a slim, growing girl, pale in complexion, with hay-colored ha- hair. That sounds very close to Michael J. Fox's Irish accent. The gas in the pantry made her look still paler. Gabriel had known her when she was a child and used to sit in the lowest step, nursing a ragdoll. Nursing a ragdoll? Like a spider? Yes, Lily. A ragdoll. And, oh. and I think we're in for a night of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the regular accent for... I'm going to do an American accent. <laughs> regular? For, oh, yeah, that's regular. All right. Everybody needs nope. to relax. F-no I'm going to do an American accent for... American, just like the English language was intended. For the narrator. And I'll try desperately to switch in and out of accent. It's narrator, please. It's narrator. He looked up at the pantry ceiling, which was shaking with the stamping and shuffling of feet on the floor above, listening for a moment to the piano and then glanced at the girl, who was folding his overcoat carefully on the end of a shelf. Tell me, Lily, he said in a friendly tone, do you still go to school? Oh, no, sir, she answered. I'm done schooling this year and more. Oh, then, said Gabriel, said Gabriel gaily, I suppose you uh, will be going to your so wedding like one of these the fine days with your young man, huh? The girl glanced back at him over her shoulder and said with great bitterness, The man that is now is only all palaver. And what, uh, and what they can get out of you. I don't know what that word means. Palaver. P-A-L-A-V-E-R. It's like Oliver Twist. The man that is now twist. is only all palaver. P-A-L-A-V-E-R? Mm-hmm. It is a prolonged and idle discussion. Oh. Okay. Like this show. Gabriel, <laughs> Gabriel colored as if he felt he had made a mistake and, without looking at her, kicked off his glasses and flicked actively with his muffler at his, pa- at his patent leather shoes. He was a stout, tallish young man. The high colorist cheeks pushed upward even to his forehead, where it scattered itself in a few formless patches of pale red. And on his hairless face, there, scintillate, there scintillated restlessly the polished lenses and the bright, glit rims of the glasses which screened his delicate and restless eyes. His glossy black hair was parted in the middle and brushed in a long curve behind his ears where it curled slightly beneath the groove left by his hat. When he had flicked luster into his shoes, he stood up and pulled his waistcoat down more tightly on his plump body. Then he took a coin rapidly from his pocket. So, eh, I'll finish. I'll go to that in a second. <laughs> oh, Lily, he said, thrusting his hands. It's Christmas time, isn't it? Just, here's a little. He walked rapidly towards the door. Oh, no, sir, cried the girl following him. Really, sir, I wouldn't take it. Christmas time, Christmas time, said Gabriel, almost trotting to the stairs and waving his hands to her in deprecation. The girl, seeing that he had gained the stairs, called out after him. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. All right. So he took a coin rapidly from his pocket. What, kind of, what kind of coin Quick do you guys draw. think that coin is? A sixpence. I bet it's a florin, but I don't know for sure. Okay. Why but do you think that? The florin comes back again and again and again in fucking Joyce all the time. What's a florin? I don't even remember. I think it's like 12 pence. Is that like a loony or a toonie? It's, well, it's, it's, they're, they're, the, the number system is base 24, which is, a, I'm not That's even going to get into that now. Really? Yeah. Irish do their own math? Yeah. It's crazy. Fuck that. It's not the Irish, it's the English. It's pounds. Base 24. Oh, um, yeah. That's stupid. It, I, okay. I always thought a florin was medieval. Uh, it may, it may be. I have it underlined, but I don't know if they actually jump to it. Hmm. don't know if they explain it. I don't think they do. Was a coin struck from 1252 to 1533? 
with no significant change in its design or metal content standard during that time. It had 54 grains of nominally pure or fine gold. Oh, oh shit. Oh, that, here it is. That's okay. a good coin, then. So, uh, took a coin rapidly from his pocket. Gabriel's response to Lily's comment and his mistake uh, reverses that of Corley's extracting from another Slavi, Slavi a coin. So, it doesn't explain it, but um, I am not going to read all the notes. Well, there's not that many. So, three, I'll, I'll just do the notes and we're done. Three mortal hours. After hiberno-English slang, mortal, abbreviated intensifier, very extremely. So here, three very long hours. But note that the idiom employed by characters often suggests death. So a tenth of an ounce of gold. Must be perished alive, from uh, line 21. An oxymoron, but also perisher, a slang, a freeze, to do a perisher, to feel extremely cold, partridge. So frozen alive. Writes as the male. Irish variant of the usual phrase. The mail being one of the things that was dependable in the Ireland of in Ireland of the time in the Ireland of the time, uh, J and M say five collections, five deliveries a day. Three syllables. The Dublin pronunciation would be Conroy, uh, which various critics have seen as an echo of the mythical king uh, Irish king uh, Conair of Tara. Conair with uh, <laughs> the the, uh, the, the ancient the, seat of Irish kings. Plane crash His movie? motto. To inquire of wise men that I myself may be wise. The men that is now what they can get out of you. The non-agreement of subject and verse is idiomatic. Polliver. Slang idle talk. There we go. Lily's remark aptly fits the behavior of Lena Han and Corley in... Do we read that one? Oh, no, we read a little cloud. Sorry. Sorry. Two gallon. You took a coin rapidly from his pocket. Thanks. Merry Christmas, everybody! Thank you for listening to a Christmas episode of Literally Literary. <laughs> a hell of a Christmas story, sir. Not really. It's like it's like ten. We'll just finish yeah, it. We'll just keep reading this just whole thing. Just because someone all. says the word Christmas doesn't make it a Christmas story. This is the twelfth day Jesus of Christmas. Christ. It should it should be in January. Oh all right. We should we have we we fucked up. Well, maybe we didn't. We'll just read this one. It is what it is. Make so, sure to listen to our other podcasts <laughs> if you enjoyed this one. Politics. No, no. L- listen to the other one. <laughs> Politingering, text before calling, going down on South Park, wild, wild west world. Also, you can follow Sean O'Brien at Politinkering, Sean Faw at text before on the Twitter's calling there. on the Twitters there. Sorry. Uh, you can follow me at J O E B O N I E R. You can also give us some money, please, at PayPal on our website at fallcast.com. You can tell an enemy, you can tell a friend, you can subscribe, and you might also be so kind as to give us a review. And I prefer five stars. You can also find me at Discarded Posted Poetry on Instagram, which is probably where you all found this in the first place. You're pimping that shit again? That's why that's why people You've been, <laughs> no, you've been you, posting a you, lot of poetry. Do you me? Oh. Yeah. I didn't know you followed me. They are also very that's really awkward. Why? Am I supposed to? You can follow me as much as you want. I didn't realize it. I don't Instagram. I didn't know you followed me. That's fun. Yeah. You followed me recently. What are you talking about? Oh, I didn't remember. Sorry. This is insulting.